This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with ideas for future shows, questions you may have about today's show or any other questions in the in the arena or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. And when it comes to crafting a financial strategy that sets you on a course to reach the retirement you work so hard for, it can be really easy to hyper-focus on the big things, the income streams, your legacy plan, where you want to live after you're done working. These are all big and very properly important planning elements However, like with so many other parts of our lives, it's often the little things that make the biggest difference. You know, reviewing your 401k allocation, changing your beneficiaries is needed, reviewing your subscriptions even, are all small things that can add up into a very big deal. So on today's show, we're going to shine the spotlight on some of those smaller but no less important planning steps. But before we dig into those details, let's talk about the biggest detail, and that is Tony Shore, the co-host <laughs> that gets to share this show with me or that I get to share this show with. Tony, I know you don't miss many details. How are you doing? Oh, wow. Thanks for the great intro. I don't know that. I mean, I I try to stay on top of things. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to be detail-oriented. Remember the Da Vinci quote? He said, details make perfection and perfection is not a detail. Mm. Remember that? That's confusing. <laughs> it is confusing. <laughs> the, I remember the first time I heard that, and now I think this is the second time. <laughs> yeah. But I remember yeah. that was like, I just stopped to think about that. And I'm not sure I've still ever properly wrapped my head around that one. So, uh, you know, uh, I'd love to buy somebody a cup of coffee who can explain, call, give me a call and explain that one to me properly. Oh, I'll, so do, I I'll explain it, it for you, Matt, after the show. I mean, right. as is with most of our shows, I'll I'll explain a few things to you after the show. You'll help me with the big <laughs> words. Usually, it's the other way around, but today <laughs> maybe I'll I'll be explaining some things to you. Um, well, I'm doing great. How have you been though? You're keeping busy, aren't you? This is a, probably a busy oh, yeah. time of year over there. Well, there's always uh, most times are busy times, right? There's I think there's just times that are way busier than others. Yeah, there you go. So this is not one of the way busiest times of our year, but it's still, there's always something, you know, this is one of those times I seem to travel to visit clients that are, aren't right around here a little bit more. Um, I've got, you know, my annual meeting coming up where I head out to uh, Minneapolis. I don't know the if Minneapolis. you're familiar with that area. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I'm very familiar. In fact, I'm going to see you there. Yeah, I haven't been 
to that area since all the carnage. And uh, so we'll see. Um, but, you know, I look forward to the people more than than anything else to seeing some of those oh, people I haven't good, seen in a while. good people in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. There are. Oh, yeah. There are. And, uh, and so, yeah, I got, you know, it's uh, it's busy. Kids going back to school, all those things, you know. That's one of those things that always makes me think about beneficiaries this time of year. <laughs> is Honestly, kids going back to school, right? It's like you got to look nice after segue. those little people. No, no, no. Honestly, nice I, that's, I think it's one of those, one of the reasons I there's a good time of year to talk about that one that's true you see those school buses come back onto the road it's a good time to think about beneficiary reviews that's probably true so we're talking about critical planning steps that people shouldn't overlook where do you want to start all right you know i like to refer to some of these articles and again i can use the same ones but for some reason it makes sense to more people when there's an article attached to it. So sure. uh, there's one from Kiplinger, 10 easily fixable, but often overlooked financial planning items. And uh, we'll talk about some of those. The, the first one they, they recommend is to review the FDIC coverage on your accounts. That one probably escapes a lot of people's minds. Remember, over time, cash can really add up, particularly when you're still working and saving. You know, accordingly, you should be certain that the cash you have socked away in your bank account isn't more than the FDIC coverage limit, which is currently $250,000 for an individual account, $500,000 for a joint account. And a lot of people, I bet, if you just close your eyes, you could probably see that member FDI sticker on the front door. Or if you use the drive-through, you probably know exactly where that sticker resides on the window there. <laughs> yeah. You know, many banks are members of this important program. It's essentially insurance on your money in case your bank fails. But few people probably know that does come with those limits we just talked about. So if you have a sizable pile of cash, even if only temporary from something like selling your home, it may be wise to spread it across multiple banks so that you stay under the $250,000 or $500,000 limit. Uh, or again, you shouldn't have that much money in banks. You should have it in something. I know you would probably recommend a, a lot of different vehicles or ways to invest that money, depending on a person's circumstance. Uh, that could earn interest because banks hardly pay any interest. So I would assume if somebody came to you with that much money in their bank, <laughs> you might say, hey, let's diversify this a little bit so you can actually get some growth, right? There's, and again, yes, yes and no. Uh, it may be, listen, if somebody's, if we do somebody's plan and their idea of diversification is multiple banks, which don't get me wrong, that was a lot, you know, two generations prior to us. That was their idea of diversification yeah. with multiple, multiple yeah. banks. Yeah, exactly. I would meet, you know, when I first got into this business, I'd meet these 80 year olds that had nine different bank accounts because that's where most of their money was. And they could not figure out why it still was the same amount of money they had 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and why it was and, worth less. Yeah. So, um, yes, but if their plan says they'll be fine with that and that's all they want out of, out of their life and their financial portfolio, then there's no reason to change it. But more, more often than not, their plan does not pan out when all your money's sitting in a bank. So yeah, there's a good case to be made that you probably want it sitting in something besides a savings account. Yeah. And the bottom line here is work with a financial services professional, somebody like yourself, because regularly reviewing that financial strategy, uh, is going to make a, a big difference. And I, you know, I, uh, I know that on my bank's lobby door, I can picture that member FDIC sticker. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, to your point, uh, there are limits to how much FDIC will cover. Just like in other types of vehicles, um, there there are insurance, uh, there are uh, entities, not government, but entities that insure those investments. But again, there are limits. So you, that is smart to look at that. Yeah. So, and th- so the next one I want to talk about, let's get back to... Um, what I just mentioned before we got into the article and it's beneficiaries. Oh yeah. Review them. If you haven't done this in a while, I can't encourage you enough to just do a beneficiary review, write down a list of all the accounts you have that would have a beneficiary on them. Um, you want to make sure they still reflect your wishes. It's a big deal. Uh, we, I talk about it with our client, my clients on a regular basis. You know, we, we're involved with our clients. So we know if there's been a change and, we would suggest that we change the beneficiaries around certain things. I can't tell you how many times, though, uh, I've met people that have completely forgotten that they have like an ex-spouse named on their beneficiary as the beneficiary on their life insurance policy or some other account. And um, and it's fine if maybe you parted ways and that was an agreement, but a lot of people just didn't realize that's there and they've remarried and they'd probably rather it go to their current wife. Uh, well, yeah. So you, yeah, so you can imagine the idea of an ex-spouse receiving a windfall is not something some people would want. Because here's the deal. If you named your spouse as a beneficiary 20 years ago and you're divorced, the status change does not matter. If your ex is listed as the beneficiary, they get the money. Now imagine what, if, you know, if if your ex is a responsible person and helping take care of your kids, maybe that's great. But what if they've remarried and they're taking care of your kids and someone else and then they pass and now and they take it and leave that money to their their now current spouse and now you've disinherited you possibly have disinherited your kids yeah you so, don't want that to happen yeah you want to make sure that it's going where you want it to go and a regular review will help that you know anytime there's uh, a major change life uh, and a birth right death um divorce kids grandkids anything like that do a beneficiary review. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's huge. And I'm glad you brought that up because this is an area where, again, you need to review your beneficiary designations on all your accounts because they're legally binding. Like you say, if you have an ex-spouse on there, that's who's going to get the money. No matter what you've said in your will or what your intentions are, they look at the beneficiary designation and that takes legal precedence. So, uh, work with a financial services professional, somebody like you, Matt, uh, because I know you can offer insights and valuable opinions and second opinions on where people are at with this. Yeah. Uh, so the next one, 401k, uh, I'm going to talk about something after, but this is an important one that just to not get off the beneficiary one, your spouse, if you're married, your spouse is pretty much the automatic designee for a 401k beneficiary, they have to write a letter if it's going to be someone else than not declining to be the beneficiary. So if that didn't happen, if you were married and you had a 401k and you've been divorced, your spouse is probably about a 99.9% chance the beneficiary on your policy. So that would definitely be something you'd want to update. Now, 401k being the topic right now, the allocation, reviewing that, is another strategy step that often gets overlooked by people. You know, if you recently started working for a new employer, uh, maybe you enrolled in a new 401k, or maybe you just have an older 401k that you haven't been keeping a close eye on, you definitely want to review your asset allocation, still make sure 
you know, it fits your, your broader financial strategy and goals. You want to know that you still, maybe you, your attitude towards risk has changed. Maybe when you plan on drawing those funds down has changed. So you want to make sure that allocation fits that. And, uh, and again, I want to say it one more time, review your 401k beneficiary every couple of years, make sure sure it's right at the very least. Yeah, that's true as well on a 401k. And you know what? I hate to admit this, but the first time I enrolled in a 401k, my first major job, I naively thought, hey, that's all I need to do. I enrolled, (laughs) set it and and forget it. But I've learned over time that, hey, you've got to regularly check the important parts of your 401k, where the assets are allocated Mm -hmm. within the 401k, the beneficiary designation, and especially the match. I wasn't, I didn't even put enough in to get the company match. So I was oh, leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, luckily you've learned money. since then, right? Yeah. That's free, That's basically yeah. free money. I met a guy. I met a guy. Yeah. yeah Matt yeah, Brunner. Good, good. And he helped me with that. And I, I just, you know, we, we do 401, we help manage. We're the reps on 401ks for various companies. I you know none of anybody's business, what companies those are, but we were me, I was doing an annual, employee meeting with one of the companies last week. And one of the people said, I know I have an old 401k, but I don't know where it is. Yikes. And they, they know that at some point they got a letter saying, you know, you you need to get out of this and they did nothing about it. When you get those notices, you listen, you can put a four, you can turn your 401k into an IRA. If you leave it and they, and you're forced out of the plan, you can do it because you don't like the options in the 401k once you leave that company. And then you can roll that IRA into your 401k later if you needed to. There's a lot of options around those things. So, and you know, we, we've done shows on how to do that best on, you know, transfers and not making mistakes. Talk to a financial pro. Talk to your advisor, talk to your planner when you need to do those things. Uh, but you definitely want to keep an eye on, on where those are, if you know, at the very least, right? Then your beneficiaries right. and your allocations. Because at this point, it may not be set up right for you anymore. So um, next recommendation from the article, make necessary provisions for the minors in your life. And it said at the start of this, oh, yeah. school, the school, the school buses always remind me this time of year to do a lot of these things. This is another good time that click that. If you have minor children, children with special needs as well, uh, you may want to look into guardianships or trusts, particularly if you're widowed or divorced. Uh, hope you, hopefully you have a, a plan as to who and what, and you have your legal documents in place so that, you know, they essentially don't become de facto wards of the state for a period of time while everybody figures out where they're going to be. Um, you know, a, Making sure that they're taken care of can help you sleep so much better at night. And let's face it, some you know sometimes minor inheriting assets outright can cause potential problems. Legal guardian having control of those funds, perhaps, or you know, if your only heirs are currently minors, you really should discuss your various options with an attorney and get some good ideas what you can be doing that with your advisor and planner. Yeah, yeah, they should probably be working with it. They probably have a relationship with an attorney they can turn you towards. So that's a discussion that should always be had. Yeah, exactly. So really quick, how can our listeners get a hold of you, Matt? Well, if they have a phone, they can dial 800-339-9252. <laughs> but if they're just computer types, 
then you go to compass-ltd.com. All right. Well, good show so far. Uh, you highlighted a lot. What do you have for us next? Well, next thing I want to talk about, uh, next piece in that article, make sure you're maximizing how much you're earning on your cash. We kind of touched on this earlier with you know the banks. Right? As interest rates are creeping northward, make sure you have a completely clear picture of what your bank's currently paying on cash. If you don't think it's where it should be, don't hesitate to move your cash to another institution. Uh, I get it. The, the idea of closing an account at one bank and then moving all that cash to another bank sounds exhausting, especially in today's world where half of your payments are automated and linked to your accounts and you're going to have to go to all those websites. But think about this. If you're getting half a percent on $100,000, that's $500 a year. That's not too bad, uh, except that for how bad it is. But if you <laughs> yeah. can get that number up, to 1% just by switching banks, you'll earn another $500 just that first year, right? Now you have more money for that money to earn money on. Now, the next time you visit your financial pro, your planner, your advisor, whoever it is, ask them to review bankrate.com with you. See if you can move your money someplace more advantageous. Remember, we always want to have some cash or cash equivalents in an emergency fund. We always want to have some of the, in the emergency fund will function differently. We talk about that on other shows, but it's not that you should never have cash on hand, but you never, you don't need to have too much cash on hand. And it really, if you're putting it in coffee cans and hiding it in the backyard, you need a better plan. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, and on a related note, the article also suggests evaluating your options. If you currently have an adjustable rate loan, again, Ooh, yeah. things are ticking up and a lot of experts and they've already said, there's going to be another rate hike. It's imminent. So if you have available cash, it may be smart to pay off those loans now before that rate hike, before yeah. another rate hike. Yeah. And you're always stressing you've got to have a certain amount liquid and in an emergency fund in something like a bank. Uh, but uh, if you have too much, you know, I think, you know, don't disregard other options. Meet with a financial advisor, somebody like yourself, Matt, who can sit down with them and look at other options for their money where they're going to get more growth. And there are options out there right now that are there offering are. more growth. So, but everybody's situation is different. And I mm -hmm. know that uh, you talk to them about that. So what's another thing? What's another critical planning step that we shouldn't overlook? Uh, IRA distributions and inherited IRAs. Another oh. strategy piece that's often overlooked. Uh, as we've explained previously, Missing on other shows, and not today, you didn't miss it today, but missing an annual required IRA distribution can leave you staring at an unpleasant 50% tax penalty. Ooh. Nobody wants to pay that, no matter what Bernie says. And if <laughs> you're changing custodians or financial services professionals, be sure to thoroughly document if you've taken any distributions for that tax year. You know, Typically, those numbers are right on your statement, but it's possible a new custodian or a new financial services pro may not be aware of them and be aware that any inherited IRAs you received after 2019 must be distributed within 10 years, unless you fall under one of the exceptions to the rule, such as maybe you're inheriting money as a surviving spouse. Talk to your advisor about what those rules are uh, to make sure, especially if you have one of those uh, inherited IRAs. Yeah. And making sure you're properly handling those IRA distributions. That's one of the best reasons not to go it alone, to work with a financial professional. I mean, the idea of a 50% tax penalty, come on, 
Yeah, penalty. That's outrageous. You know, it, it's one thing if you if everybody's paying 50% tax on things, but if on top of that you had a 50% penalty because you just missed something, yeah. nobody wants that. No, nobody. No. So, yeah, we nobody wants to pay that penalty. Um, a lot of the people I work with would certainly be, at the very least, annoyed, if not affected by that kind of tax oh, penalty. Yeah. And I make it a point to review distribution strategies with people on a pretty regular basis. Another one you could think about here for re- kind of a distribution strategy, HSAs, not keeping track of reimbursements and receipts. That's kind of distribution there, right? So uh, that could be a big mistake. Don't forget, with a health savings account, there aren't any limitations as to when your health care expenses were incurred and when they must be reimbursed. That means you can pay cash for medical expenses today and then receive reimbursement for those expenses years down the road if you prefer to allow your HSA to continue growing under its tax-advantaged umbrella. And because you're not required to pay yourself back immediately, it's critical to keep all of your relevant receipts. Let me t- make one quick note on that. If part of your receipt is one of those uh, it's, it's, if it's not printed on a real paper with actual ink, if it's like thermally printed on a receipt paper or even a, you know, a heat printer, make sure you scan that or copy that, uh, those disappear over time. Those yeah. They can turn all receipts. black. Yeah, I mean, they can tur- if you leave them in the car, they'll turn all black. If you leave them in a drawer, they sometimes just like disappearing ink. They're yeah. just white. So you want to be very careful about that. Um, at the very least, maybe you use a spreadsheet, uh, or maybe you use an app like lively. It allows you to take pictures of receipts. You can track them. That's another option. And lastly, make sure to closely review the list of eligible items, because a lot of people assume some expenses aren't covered when in reality they are, you know, for example, long-term care premiums, uh, feminine products, sanitizing wipes, sunblock, all eligible <laughs> items. So really? one thing I'll tell you about sanitizing wipes. So no matter what you're using to clean them, whether it's your, whether it's your furniture, your floor, or your body, don't flush them down the toilet. <laughs> Throw them away. Good they advice. Just, they, 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 they cost the infrastructure so much because people just flush them because they wrote flushable on the, on the thing and they're not. So yeah. just don't flush them. No. Please Good don't. advice. Good advice. And sunblock, come on! In a million years, I wouldn't have thought sunblock was HSA well, eligible. But, well, yeah, that's yeah. why you check the lists, right? And, and my advice—you had the advice on uh, sanitizing wipes. My advice is always wear sunscreen. Oh, that's a pretty good. That's um, unless, of course, you're working on your tan. No, you still need some type of sun protection. You don't want <laughs> cancer. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's another one? I think you have one or two more for us. Uh Regularly review your credit cards, debit cards, subscriptions, you know, make sure there's no fraudulent activity at the very least. Uh, you may be able to set up an alert on your smartphone. Uh, it'll give you a heads up if something suspicious is happening with any of your accounts or cards. You can set them up through Apple Pay, Google Pay. I don't use either one of those, but I know a lot of people that do. Uh, there's a lot of other apps you can set it up on. There's um, different services you can sign up for. I know people that, you know, have some services that if anybody does anything with their credit or their social security number, it gets dinged and they get an alert and a chance to confirm it. I think any one of those can be a good idea depending on your different situation. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I use alerts myself on certain apps uh, with accounts and things. It's Mm. nice to have a little backup with your finances if you have them in an app. 
and they can be easy to set up, which means you don't have to be completely tech savvy to take advantage of them. But, you know, uh, if that helps you and you don't mind doing it, I, I think that's great. So what's the last thing you want to touch on? What's another critical planning step we shouldn't overlook? Okay. Yeah. We're getting close to time here. Let's talk about this one. Life insurance policy, purchasing, purchasing a life insurance policy, another overlooked financial strategy step. If you have loved ones who would be hit hard financially in the event of your death, a life insurance policy may be a way to alleviate some of their stress. Uh, after all, the last thing you'd want is for your loved one to be left agonizing over how they're going to pay the mortgage, other essential family expenses. Uh, don't forget, if you're a stay-at-home parent, a life insurance policy may still be a good option if your spouse or partner's income alone wouldn't allow them to address household expenses and pay for someone who's going to be part of that essential role. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about on that, um, not having a beneficiary named on a life insurance policy. It's possible, but it just makes no sense to me. And it, it, if it makes the life insurance policy go to like probate estate and, and there's so many steps, the insurance policy, the insurance company dictates how it's going to be paid out. And if you don't name a beneficiary on your insurance policy, why do you have an insurance policy? You know, life insurance policy. If you've died, that's the only way to activate it. And you don't have a beneficiary, you probably don't need a life insurance policy. So, yeah, good point. <laughs> so at the very least, you should have your beneficiary filled out. And then just like all the others, keep it up to date. But that, I would say that's one of those last ones that if you have loved ones who are you are responsible to financially and you don't have enough assets put away to help them uh, get through whatever might be a result of your passing, you may want to consider life insurance. There you go. Well, great advice. A lot of great tips in the show today, Matt, but we're out of time. So one more time, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they have any oh, questions. Oh, sure. You can call 800-339-9252. Or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.